0: This is Sarah Weymouth and welcome to my podcast where we talk about everything for you to live your best life and we have a little fun too from talking about business, marriage, parenthood, money, health, home decor, friendship, beauty, and pop culture. I'm a mother to three, a wife, a successful business owner, and I want to live my highest best self. Follow along as we learn together, grow, teach, because you only get to live one life. Oh, and I promise to dig deeper and to ask the tough questions. This is The Lime Podcast. Hello. I am so excited to be talking about pop culture, what's going on in general right now. So many things. It's going to be all over the place. i have been meaning to do one of these episodes for a while now, but it's summer, it's been busy with the kids and going on vacation and this and that. So not to make excuses, but this episode is gonna be a little bit all over the place because I've been kind of holding off and it just kind of piled on and I'm just gonna do it all in one episode. And I, gosh, I feel like just so much is going on. First and foremost, we might as well just talk about the Barbie movie because it's such a big hit and everyone's talking about it. I did see it. I'm not going to ruin it for you if you haven't seen it. So don't worry about that. I, their number one debate is, you know, do you take your children? Do you not take your children? I don't really, I don't think it's like not appropriate but I think my kids would have been bored. I didn't take my kids. I also have three boys. I think it's more of a do I take my girls discussion. They were down to see it, but me and my husband watched it without them, and I don't really think they need to see it. It's not that exciting. There's a little bit of inappropriateness, um, nothing really that crazy. I think also like, it's mostly supposed to be and is nostalgic for my generation and probably the generation before me that were hyper obsessed with barbie i was so obsessed with barbie i still have classic barbie barbies at my mom's house i have 1996 olympic barbie gymnast of course i was a gymnast growing up and that was the most epic year in gymnastics still to this day And if you don't know, Google that one. And then I had the Cal cheerleader Barbie, Um, literally was like walking the streets of Berkeley one day. And I think I was with my mom and I said, I want that Barbie. And it was like in a window, we were right by the college. It was kind of like a weird, a cheap version of Barbie I would say, but I love that thing and I kept it. I think I have some other Barbies. Hopefully my mom didn't get rid of too many, but I was obsessed. So I did like the nostalgia of it and like, look, you know, Barbie Dreamhouse and blah, blah, blah. But I think they could have done more, more of the nostalgia, more of the fashion. The fashion was kind of boring. Um, I, I do have a pet peeve when they take a child's item and make it into an adult movie. I think that that's weird. Like they take the superheroes and make these movies that are like, borderline not appropriate, but of course, my kids want to watch it. I mean, my little guy was really into superheroes, still is to some degree. But like since he was like three, you know, it's like he was obsessed with Hulk and Flash and Spider-Man and Batman, like all these things. My middle kid literally dressed up as Batman for six months straight, like every single day had to be Batman and made his little brother be Robin. It was like the cutest thing ever, but it went on for six months to a point where my mom was like, is this normal? Like, should we talk to the doctor about this? It was fine, it was a phase. But my point is that like, this is kid stuff. Like superheroes is not for adults, yet they make movies that are PG-13 or sometimes even rated R, but it's like kid stuff. I don't like that, that's a major pet peeve of mine. I think that they should have made the barbie movie pg there was no reason for it to be like pushed up to pg-13 the stuff that was inappropriate wasn't like that funny or that important the other thing i didn't like the movie was like stupid funny instead of funny funny i like real comedy this was like dumb and dumber funny almost you know what i mean like My husband got a kick out of it. He thought it was funny. I do think that they casted it really well. Barbie was perfectly casted. Ken was perfectly casted. They had tons of celebrities in this movie, Um, big names. So I think it was like well done on that side of it. But they could have done more, I think. And they could have just made it PG and made it a kid thing, you know? So that was my thought on that. I don't want to say much more because I hate when people give away stuff that I haven't seen yet. So that's Barbie. Well casted. I'll give them that. Uh, The other thing I wanted to talk about, a few things, kind of lumped together. But Kat Sadler recently, not so recently, this is one of the things I wanted to talk about that kind of I didn't get to and it's been a while. But she, about a month ago, came out and talked about how she got a facelift she's 48 years old she got her neck done facelift her eyes lifted like the whole shebang like major major surgery and she wanted to be honest about it she wanted to share her experience she wanted to share like the good the bad the ugly like the pain she went through what recovery was like what she actually had done before and after photos the whole thing and I thought that, first of all, the fact that she shared, I thought was awesome, and I think we're getting to a place where it's not so taboo to be like, I had plastic surgery. Like, it's so normal, which I don't know if that's good or bad. But here was my two cents. One, she looked almost the same from before and after. I'm just being honest. No judgment. She wanted to do it. She's a grown woman. She looked almost the exact same. And when I say the exact same, I analyzed her photos, you guys. I've been a Kat Sadler fan for years and years and years. I think she's awesome. I looked back at old photos. I Her side-by-side was not a fair comparison. Her before photo was in really, really bad lighting. You know, when it's like that, overhead lighting that like makes you look like you have bags under your eyes and that you have wrinkles that you don't really have she did it in that lighting and then her after photo was this like beautiful photo of her like in natural light like facing the window with the light coming in which is not comparable to that overhead light that makes everyone look ugly you know what i mean like So that kind of annoyed me. I'm like, if you're going to be honest and you're going to show side by side before and after, make it the same lighting, the same location. Don't bullshit us. You know what I mean? So that annoyed me a lot. I think ultimately she really kind of looks the same. And she talked about how painful the recovery was. and, And that sounded horrible. Like she could like barely move her jaw and had to like forced her jaw to like move and how painful it was to eat. And it just sounded horrendous, you guys. Not to mention that, of course, now she's got scars. Like, I'm, I, she didn't go into detail on the scarring, but I'm guessing, you know, the eyelid crease and into her hairline, probably behind her ears. Like, I don't know, I've never had plastic surgery, but all the pain, the scars, and you look almost the exact same what i don't understand but on the topic of plastic surgery i do think that we are leaning towards being done with plastic surgery i think that plastic surgery has a time and place you know you break your nose you obviously need a plastic surgeon you got bad burns you might need to have a plastic surgeon help you for cosmetic reasons um you know, uh, women that have really large breasts and they start to get really droopy and they're uncomfortable, you can't run, your back hurts. Like, I think that there's like a time and place for plastic surgery, 1,000%. But I think that this world of everyone getting plastic surgery, getting it young, getting big boobs, getting fake butts, getting lipo, facelift, even like fillers and you know, um, Botox, I think it's all just done. I really do. I think that we are moving into a generation where natural is beautiful. I mean, you can even see it with the Kardashians. They're really starting to go towards a more natural look, even though they're far from it. And I think if, you know, if we're seeing someone like the Kardashians doing it, that's a huge sign because they obviously are plastic from head to toe in a lot of ways. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we already know that Kim has fake boobs. We already know that Courtney has fake boobs. I don't know where their butt came from, but that seems kind of not natural as far as the ratio of booty to abs. So something something's going on there. Um, I also think there's a lot of interesting discussion going on. About breast implants and how they are causing women to get sick. And now there's a huge movement of women getting implants removed for their health, but also they just don't like the look anymore. I have friends that have implants and they've said to me, you know, gosh, I wish I had smaller boobs like you. You can wear any top you want. You could wear any dress you want. You could wear like the cute strappy stuff and it looks cute. It doesn't look Too much. It doesn't look over the top. It doesn't look, you know, I hate to use the word slutty, but like, you know, it looks very tasteful versus if you put that same dress on someone with huge implants, it's a huge, you know, it's a whole different ballgame, right? We all know this, especially women. Like we know like the bras that we can wear if we're smaller chested versus larger chested. It's just different. If there's a man listening, I want you to know it's just different, you know? But I think we're starting to go to a place where that's just not the look anymore. You know, they don't, no one wants the big inflated lips anymore. No one, no one looks like that, you guys. No, like, I think it's really rare for someone to have natural, really large lips. Typically, your top lip is supposed to be and almost always is smaller than your bottom lip. That's how our lips are. That's nature, that's natural. And I think that with women getting their lips done, there's not only larger lips, but the top lip a lot of times is the same size as the bottom lip, it looks crazy. I don't I don't understand why we think that's cool or good. Um, I think also the really small nose jobs are on the way out people want more of a normal look, honestly, more natural look. I mean, it's kind of like in the 90s when the really skinny eyebrows were in and and then it became more full eyebrows were in. Some of it is just fads and they come and they go. And that's why I think women in particular are walking away from plastic surgery because what's cool today might not be cool tomorrow, but you got a permanent surgery done this is part of the reason why i have no tattoos also because i change my mind a lot first and foremost but also things are a fad like what was cool 10 years ago isn't cool anymore what if you get a tattoo today and then you don't like it in 10 years which is probably going to be the case now i also just don't like the look of tattoos so like no judgment on people that love tattoos and have tattoos and they're probably saying, "Well, I've had my tattoo for twenty years, and I love it." It's like cool. You just might just li- you just might like tattoos. I just don't like tattoos, but I also feel like you change your mind, and then it's permanent, and then you're screwed. But I do think, in general, we're just getting away from the fake look, the fake hair, the fake nails, the fake tan. What else is fake? everything it's like it's wild to me how many things oh the fake eyelashes those were a fad that are like almost exclusively gone i mean i know of lash places that have gone out of business um partially because of covid but i think also partially because people aren't doing that anymore so i think but i think it's so good you guys like If you watch Friends episodes from, you know, obviously the late 90s and they go into the early 2000s, they were very natural. Like they didn't have fake eyelashes that, you know, like their makeup was minimal, like, and they were beautiful. And I still look at that show and go, oh my God, I like love Rachel's look or Monica's look or whatever. Right. It's like, I think that's where we're kind of going back to, and obviously, this young generation, Gen Z, is super into the 90s, so I think that's also playing into it, and anything from the 90s on some levels was really natural. Obviously, that was also the generation with the big fake boobs. Pamela Anderson, Baywatch comes to mind first and foremost, but then you look at obviously shows like Friends and you're like, okay, there was like, that wasn't like necessarily the norm, you know? So I think we're trying to go, I mean, I got a facial the other day and they were like, you know, Botox fillers, like whatever, and I said, no, I've never done any of it. And they were like, okay. And then I asked about it, I'm like, why'd you ask me? Like, that's such a weird thing to ask. And they said that, you know, well, if you had it just done in the last week or so, we need to know because then you can't have the facial because it moves the material around under your skin. And then they went on to tell me that they can tell. Like if they give someone a facial and someone has had Botox or fillers, they can tell. They can move it around. It's really weird. And it just made me think like, why would you want that in your face? Why? Even if it smooths your wrinkles a little bit, like then you have something under your skin like a bump that can like be moved around like i just i don't know you guys i don't get it i mean i'm i will say full disclosure i'm 36 almost 37 who knows if i'm gonna want a facelift when i'm 50 but i know that like my mom has had no work done and she's in her 60s my grandmother had no work done like i just think it's better to age naturally. And I'm not saying like don't get your hair done or don't have fun with your nails, but the amount of time and energy and money that people are putting towards something like plastic surgery, if you just put that towards eating well and working out and getting good sleep and taking care of your mental health, you would be so much more beautiful both inside and out than anything you could pay for period i mean even these kardashians that are you know pretty fake and definitely have the botox and fillers and whatever they spend a lot of time and a lot of money on eating well on personal trainers on just health they take care of themselves if they didn't and all they did was plastic surgery and fillers and fake extensions they wouldn't even look a quarter as good as they do. I mean, you guys, it's really comes down to the baseline, which is take care of yourself. And so I just wanted to point that out. I really feel like we're getting this beautiful movement of the natural look is more in, and I love it. I'm so here for it. I am also as like a woman, like I don't have time. Like I just don't have time. Like part of the reason why my hair is so basic is that I just dye my roots a little bit, like small touch-ups because I have a little bit of gray, but it's like my natural color for the most part. And then I get my hair cut every six months and I just like having long hair, but like the idea of like doing highlights and like going to the salon every six weeks or 12 weeks or whatever it is, like, I don't have time for that. I like to get my nails done sometimes, but then I also take like massive breaks. And honestly, I, even in the nail world, I feel like it's done. Like, I don't really want to do gel. I don't really want to do dip. I don't want to have the constant maintenance. I don't want to be in the chair for over an hour. Like I literally just like bought normal nail polish the other day and was like, I think I might just do my own nails. You know, like I just need a break. Like I don't want any of this stuff. I definitely don't want fake nails where they have like the plastic on your nails. I don't know. Maybe it's my age. Maybe it's my generation. I don't know. I have no idea. I think these younger girls love doing their nails and it's all about this like long, sharp nails. And that's like what's in, it's what's what's trendy. And I get it. I mean, my younger self, I did the French tip. Remember the square French tip nails that we all did? It was like acrylics. You know, I did it. That was like, maybe. so maybe it is like a young versus older thing. But I think in general, we really are starting to shift towards natural beauty. And quite frankly, that's what guys like. You know, it's like, who are you doing it for? If you're doing it for guys, guys like a natural look, period. If you are single and you are dating, let me tell you, men like a natural look. When I got fake eyelashes one time in my life, my husband's like, why did you do that? Like he thinks it's so stupid. Like guys don't like that stuff. They want the real you, that's it. And then if you're doing it for yourself, well, you know, I mean, ultimately you're like harming yourself, right? It's like chemicals and God knows what is being injected into your body or on your body or what, you know, it's like, It's not good for your hair to have extensions. It's not good for your nails to have acrylics. It's not like, so, and it takes time and it takes money and it's like a pain for you to do. So it's like, why are you doing it? Right. But I mean, I think full disclosure, if there's like something you love and you're, you know, like I have really thick hair. If I had like really thin hair and I felt like I needed hair extensions to feel normal, no judgment, none, zero. But I just think in general, we're going towards a more natural look, where if you are getting the extensions, people are getting higher quality ones that you can't even see them. Or if you are getting your nails done, again, it's more towards a natural look. Or if you are getting a spray tan, it's like a really light spray where you're feeling good about yourself, but it doesn't look like you're Jersey Shore, you know? So I think that's what I mean. And that's where plastic surgery is going. And there is now plastic surgery where you can enhance your chest size with just body fat. Now, obviously there's pros and cons, like talk to a doctor, but it's interesting that a lot of women are opting for that where they don't have to worry about putting a foreign substance into their body long-term. So, you know, I just think the whole Cat Sadler thing really shined a light on it more than ever. Um, so I find it interesting. Go look at her before and after and tell me what you think. Maybe I'm the crazy one, but she looks the same to me. Okay, the next topic, uh, LeBron James, his son, sadly, had cardiac arrest in the middle of a game. Um, uh, I want to say he was at UCLA or one of the... Big colleges in LA he's playing basketball and at 18 just dropped with car- cardiac arrest um luckily he's okay but guys what is going on people are dropping left and right with cardiac issues people are dying if you go on e-news right now It's like every other story is someone dying and they're young and they're healthy. People in their 50s, people in their 20s, like this is not normal. And then we also have Jamie Foxx that had like major health issues. People were saying that he couldn't walk, he couldn't talk, he couldn't see, like literally was blind. And you know, no one was giving any information. His daughter was saying he's okay. Then he finally came out with a video not too long ago Saying that he went through like hell and back and basically he almost died. He's okay though and didn't give any details. I just, what is happening? What is happening? This is not normal. I think we all know it's not normal. It's incredibly scary. I think we can all give our suspicions on what it's linked to. I think, you know, at the end of the day, LeBron James has been asked in interviews now, you know, did you get the shot? Did your son get the shot? Talking about COVID, of course. And I, people don't want to talk about it. People want to act like it's normal. People, you know, it's like the our society wants to be like, eh, let's just keep moving along. But it's not normal. And this is like really scary when you look at an athlete that is at possibly his prime in health and fitness, probably at his prime, dropping with cardiac arrest, that's far from normal, far from normal. So I don't like it. Every time I see another story, there was a a couple people that just died yesterday. I forget, it was like um, a 25-year-old from some show I've never seen and then another guy that's in his 50s. It's like, what is happening? I just can't. So that's disturbing. As a parent, I don't like it. As a person, I don't like it. I I think it is something that we need to discuss and just not be okay with. Like, it's not okay. You know, I almost feel like they're trying to make it so that we're okay with it, you know? So that's why I wanted to bring it up and just make it clear, none of us are okay with it. Um, Shifting gears housewives the real housewives in general what is going on so much is going on okay so first and foremost oc came back they brought back some of the og people tamra and heather dubrow um i've watched a couple episodes honestly i just feel like oc is so stale and boring but like i'll still watch it but it's just like it needs some oomph to it so i think they're trying their best Um, Then we've got Beverly Hills where Kyle and Mauricio, there was reports that they're getting divorced and they both came out and said that they're not getting divorced, they're just going through a hard time. And then there was reports or speculation that Kyle's a lesbian and that she's been linked to some woman, I don't even know the whole story, and that we need to watch the season because the season explains a lot. It, it seems like a lot of PR just to get people to watch Beverly Hills, but I thought it was weird because Beverly Hills is their highest producing show, but I almost feel like it's because, you know, Lisa Renna left the show and she was a big part of the show. Everyone loved her that maybe they feel like they need a little oomph to stay at the top and to keep the viewers. So I thought that was interesting I will obviously watch the show. I'm a fan, but what's really happening? We don't know. It's very hush hush. Um, I do almost wonder if Kyle feels a little bit of competition with Lisa Vanderpump because Vanderpump and her show were getting so much attention. Obviously, with the scandal with (coughs) excuse me, Tom and uh, Raquel cheating on. Mariana, but I don't know. It just seems kind of odd. Like who cares if they're getting press, like you're on one of the top housewife show. I don't, I don't know, but I think like these people get wrapped up in these shows and their notoriety and who's more famous than who, and it's wild. But the main reason I brought it up was the real housewives of New York. So if you don't know, It just came back on, they've done a couple episodes, they did something that historically has never happened in Housewife history. They got rid of every single Housewife that was on the show and brought in a whole new cast. Now, I will say, the Housewives of New York was very boring the last few seasons. I don't even think I watched the last season, I can't even remember who would have been on it. So you know, they probably needed something to like shake things up. And obviously Bethany did not want to come back. And she was like their main it girl for New York. And she's amazing. I love her. She, by the way, she has her own podcast. If you want to give a little listen, it's cute. Um, but I, I found a few things interesting. One, that they brought a whole new cast in. They were obviously trying to be like more diverse and, you know they've got a lesbian they've got black chick they've got an indian chick like it's kind of all over the place but it's weird because none of these women are friends or know each other from before but they don't they try to make it seem like everyone's hanging out which is bizarre cuz there's like no connection between these women that i don't like another thing that has come out that everyone's talking about is that it's supposed to be housewives so half of these women are not married now of course bethany when she got on the show originally was young and single and not married um there was also joe i think her name was joe on oc i think first or second season and she was single she just had a boyfriend so they've done it a little bit here or there but for the most part you're supposed to be married you're a housewife that's the point of the show and you're also it's also typically about you know women, families that have money. It originally started with The Real Housewives of O.C. and it was behind the gates of this neighborhood. That's how the whole thing started for anyone that doesn't know the history. So this new cast of New York, it's like you've got a model who's single. You've got this other single girl that flirts with everybody. You've got this Indian girl that's married with twins. And then you've got this other one that's i think married with older kids another one that's married with kids blonde and then you got the lesbian who's single who worked for j crew like revamping j crew i guess she's really well known did i miss anybody <laughs> it's just so random like why would these girls be friends like there's no connection like at least try to make a connection like oh Like, our kids go to school together, or we live in the same neighborhood, or our husbands do business together. Like, there's no connection between these women. Bizarre. Um, So I don't know. We'll see. I've watched the first two episodes. Nothing special has happened. I feel no connection to these characters. I think maybe they missed the mark. So Andy Cohen, if you're listening to this, I think you might have missed the mark. I, I really don't know what we're trying to get out of New York Housewives. I think maybe we're trying to grasp a little bit of sex in the city from the show. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think sex in the city or um, gossip girl vibes, like that's kind of the world we want to know about. But this isn't it, you know, it's just kind of weird. Um, which, by the way, they should totally do A Real Housewives of Nashville. With all the people moving here and with the history here and with the amount of money here, that would be probably an amazing show. I don't want to be on it. I'm just saying. That would be, that would be amazing. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see how New York goes. Um, I definitely think that they missed the mark and yeah I'm not loving it I'm not loving it I think part here's here's where I'll end I think part of it is that they started housewives so long ago like when they started housewives I was like I don't know high school like I was like a kid myself like I was the age of some of the kids on the show right like the teenagers and then these women grow (laughs) these kids grow we're all getting older and now I think they're in this weird place where some of the housewives are older. Like they're in their like 50s, maybe even 60s. And then you've got these younger housewives that are like my age in my 30s. And it's just kind of a weird combination. I mean, they could almost, someone made the debate that they could have just took all the kids from the New York Housewives and made them the show because they're all like in their 30s and 20s and whatever for the most part. Um, And that was interesting. I don't know if anyone would care what these kids are doing, but maybe. But it did make me think like, oh, I feel like there was like a generational thing going on where they don't know where to go with it. Like, do they go with the older women? Do they go with younger women? I think that they need to stay around the 30, 40, zone, maybe 50s, but maybe that's just because of my age. You know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, you got to look at your target market. What do they want? I don't know. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. And this leads us right into the Sex and the City spinoff, just like that. Um, we all know that the show came back, I think it's the third season, I believe, third season, And Samantha didn't want to come back, Kim Cattrall, and now she has agreed to come and do one scene over the phone. She did an interview recently where she literally said like, you know, she got the call and she said, you know, name your price, I'm sure we can work something out. I think they basically gave her enough money for her to do it and they like totally ran with it marketing wise, like Samantha's coming back. And it's like, she's literally doing like one scene on the phone, which we haven't even seen yet. Like, where is she? And then uh, they also brought back Aiden, which obviously the original Sex and the City fans like myself loved Aiden. We also loved Big, which they he, they killed him the first episode. Uh, and um, they brought back Aiden as a sex interest, a love interest, I'm sorry, for Carrie. I'm like, this is so dumb. (laughs) What? Carrie can only bounce between two loves, Big and Aiden, and Big is now dead, so she has to be with Aiden? Like, I'm so bored with this show. Um, You watch for the fashion. The fashion is subpar at best. I don't even like, it's nothing. I literally, like, you guys, I feel like it's 60-year-old fashion. Like, they're 60-year-olds. It's like, no. You're supposed to be cutting edge with your fashion. Like, fashion week fashion. Like, what is this? Not impressed. It's supposed to be about relationships. They have done very little talk on any of the women's relationships. You've got... Obviously, Carrie's husband who died, and now they put her back with Aiden. Boring. Then they've got Miranda, who is now a lesbian or doesn't know what she is and is no longer with Steve. Absolutely no relationship talk there. You've got um, Charlotte, who's still married. Almost no relationship talk. Like They talk more about these women as mothers than them married. The whole show is supposed to be about relationships. It's bizarre. Like they literally have made everything about Charlotte about her being a mom. It's so boring. And then they've got these new characters. Two of them are single and one of them is married. The one that's married, like almost no talk about her relationship with her husband, like very minimal. Also, the show is supposed to be about sex. Almost no talk about sex. Very minimal sprinkling of that has been happening and then also the show's about friendship. What, there's been almost no talk about friendship. Like they have like these random scenes where they're like at lunch together, and then that's it. And it's, you. Go, I just can't. I mean, they have ruined the show for me. Um, the original show and the original movies, epic. This, horrible. And this is probably why Kim Cattrall didn't want to do it in the first place. Not just because she doesn't have a good relationship with Sarah Jessica Parker, She's probably like, what are we gonna make the show about a bunch obviously it's very woke and they try to push all these agendas on us which you know I just look past because I wanted to like see the fashion and the nostalgia of it and the characters and um, all of that and who doesn't love New York but what they've done to the show, it's just boring. nothing is happening. They're just going in circles. I don't get it. like it's really sad. So I'm not a fan. I really hope that they can figure it out and at least have it be somewhat interesting and like, end on a good note, but why, why is it that if women are older and in a stable, healthy, happy relationship, we can't make a show out of that. Like it always has to be like them getting divorced or them unhappy. It's like, Okay, but can we not – like, what, you can't – you don't have any subject to talk about within these women's marriages. It has to be boring, they're married, or I'm single, I'm trying to date. Like, it's – I hate it. (laughs) That makes me so mad. Ugh. Okay, next thing, because I told you this was long. Um. Taylor Swift obviously has her big concert tour all over the place. She came to Nashville first, and then she's in California right now, and it's so it's all over my Instagram again because obviously most people I talk to are either in Nashville area or they're in California. Um, I didn't go to the concert. I, I, I'm just I'm not a big Taylor person, but I'm not like anti Taylor either. Like I think she's great. I think I love her for the fact that. She writes her own music, she can play multiple instruments, she's talented, and I do see her as like a wholesome role model for like preteens and young girls and that whole thing. I love it. But it's just wild to me, like what a fan craze there is around her. When it's like, I think back in the day, like at her peak, Britney Spears like that was a performer you know like she could perform she could capture an audience she could dance you could say like oh she wasn't the best singer but neither is Taylor you know what I mean like Taylor Swift is not known for her singing voice like that's not the point um and if you want to talk about singing voice then we're talking about Christina Aguilera and Mariah Carey like Whitney Houston like that's a singing voice you know and I think Christina was a great performer, too, back in the day. So, you know, and then I, I think you have to mention JLo back in the day. I think she was a great performer. And she had such a range between being able to do Spanish and English. And she would do all these songs with all the different genres. I just – she was very versatile. So was Christina. I mean, she did Spanish also. But it's just – it's interesting because I feel like, to me, I'm like – but was it as good as Britney, you know? Like I went to a Britney concert in high school and it was epic. I mean, you guys, at her prime, I mean, just think about her um, MTV award, or was it VMA award? I can't remember what it was called. That's that's sad. (laughs) It's been so long, I don't even know what it's called. But her performances back then on MTV was like, I think it was MTV Music Awards, right? MTV Video Music Awards? Video Music Awards, wow. I feel really old. We don't even do music videos anymore, right? Uh, but like if you look back at our old performances, like epic, epic. Like no one can touch that. She was just a born performer. Like she was so good. So I don't really fully understand this whole Taylor craze, but I'm not like anti it. Like I think, go Taylor, good for you. And, you know, I I think also part of the reason why Taylor is so big is because there's no one else. There's nobody else. Who else are they going to listen to? There's like, I don't even know these other people that are like being all raunchy and saying bad words and like twerking on stage. Like, I don't, can't relate. I don't like it. I'm not interested. We don't really have anybody else, right? I think Beyonce has gone downhill a lot. Yes, there's some Beyonce fans that are going to like kill me for saying that, but you know, her her peak is over. I mean, she really was the generation of Britney Spears, you know, and I, I just, you know, I don't think her concerts did as well, obviously. Um... I mean, she's older, too. It's like, girl, you've got billions. You could just go chill. Like, why are you doing concerts? But there really is no one else. Like, who else are these people supposed to listen to? Like, there's like bands. There's some good bands. And there are, you know, a little bit here or there of things, a little bit of Selena Gomez, a little bit of whatever. But really, there's nothing else but Taylor. So good for her. She's doing the thing that we need. So, yeah, but I'm curious. Message me, Taylor or Brittany, at their peak. Okay, last thing I want to talk about. This is pop culture, but it's also marketing, so listen up. Uh, Kim Kardashian and her line Skims, which is obviously very well known at this point. She, this girl's a genius, okay? She, her first. Thing she did was a collab way back when with Kate Moss. Probably no one remembers it because it was a long time ago. And that was like her first time she did this. And then she did a collab with um, Snoop Dogg. It might have been before or after the Victoria's Secret thing, but it was close. She did like a, like a lounge wear with Snoop Dogg and his family with his like wife and kids. Genius. And then she did lingerie collaboration with the OG iconic Victoria's Secret Angels. So, Tyra Banks, Heidi Klum, um who else did she have? Candace and another one, I can't remember. It's on her on um, Instagram. Genius, right? We already talked about this I think in another episode, but absolutely so smart. Victoria's Secret has completely destroyed their marketing. They're trying to be all like inclusive, and you know we have obese people that model our stuff or whatever. Um, I'm not a fan of that. I don't think it makes any sense. Women want to buy lingerie to feel sexy at any size, but I don't. I I don't need it to be on someone with shaved hair or green hair. Like I just. Whatever, their marketing is a disaster at Victoria's Secrets. They got rid of the Victoria's Secret fashion show. They got rid of the Victoria's Secret supermodels and the angels. They completely, I mean, they went bankrupt in 2019. Like Victoria's Secret is in serious jeopardy of not surviving, period. There's another episode I talked about this if you want to go back and really hear the, the juice, but Now, so genius, all of it genius, way to go, Kim. Now, she launched a Skims swim line and she had, wait for it, she had Carmen Electra and Jenny McCartney as the models for it. So basically a massive 90s throwback to some of the biggest bombshells of that generation, which by the way, they still look amazing, I'm sure they did some editing and touch-ups and whatever, but these women look amazing. So smart of her because they were known for being in swimsuits. They were no, I mean Carmel Electra was known for Baywatch. Like guys, she's so smart. Every all these other companies are trying to be all woke and diverse. And they're not even being diverse. They're being actually the opposite of diverse, which we won't get into right now. But Kim goes, ha ha, I've got my own line. And I'm just going to take all the iconic stuff that everyone loved. And I'm going to do it again. And I'm going to make a shit ton of money and jokes on you. I love it. My background is marketing and this kind of stuff makes me so happy. She's so smart. So smart. I don't know what collab she's going to do next, but I know she's going to keep it coming. She is genius. And I guarantee she sold a lot of swimsuits from this collab. So that is the end of this pop culture episode. So many things we talked about kind of all over the place. But I think it'll be interesting to go into the fall and see what happens with some of these shows and movies and just with. Just kind of like industry as a whole, both from a retail consumer side, a movie side, a TV show side, all of it. Um, Even with podcasts, I think we're seeing a shift. I think people are starting to get a little bored of the podcast episodes where it's like, oh, Victoria Beckham came on and I interviewed her, but it's just all about Victoria Beckham like selling her makeup line. You know, it's like... We no, we don't. We don't. We want to hear the juice. Like we want to hear real things about Victoria Beckham. Not that she's trying to sell us lipstick. You know, no, nothing against Victoria Beckham. By the way, I love you. um But I do think that even with podcasts, we're starting to shift to a more like people want like the real stuff. We we're not going to listen to the episodes where you're trying to sell us a product. We don't really want to listen to the episodes where it's really cookie cutter, where the host is just like agreeing with everything the person says. You know, like I just listened to an episode um, on Ozempic, and this doctor was trying to say that Ozempic is safe and it's effective, and blah blah blah. And the hosts were not asking any questions. Like, ask a question. Like, drill a little deeper. Like what this doctor is saying is bullshit. By the way, Ozempic has came out seriously linked to cancer. And we also don't know the long-term effects of this drug. I also heard some doctors talk about how people are going on on Zempic and they don't understand what it really does to your body. And there are people that are then going out having one or two drinks and ending up in the hospital because of what it does to your pancreas. I just like things that no one's talking about, right? So like when I hear this episode and I'm like, ask the questions, like ask something, have some sort of devil's advocate, have some sort of information, nothing from these hosts. They just let this doctor be like, yes, it's great for losing five pounds. Like, are you kidding me? So anyways, I think it's going to be really interesting to see where podcasts go, where TV goes, where everything starts to go. Um, I think there's, I feel a shift and I don't know if if it's because I'm shifting and I just don't give a shit (laughs) or if there's like really a shift coming. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how the year closes out as we go through holidays. Have a great day, you guys.